0: title of my message this morning is A Real Scorcher. A Real Scorcher. You know how it is folks whenever the temperature gets up into the 90s. We say it's a real scorcher out there. A real scorcher. Well you've got a real scorcher in Revelation chapter 16 as we come to think about the seven vials. Once again the first vial we thought about you remember was to do with the sores. On the bodies of the Christ rejectors. The second vial, the second judgment was on the seas, the oceans turned to blood. Then we thought last week about the streams. The streams, all the fresh water in the world had turned to blood. Today it's the sun. This fourth vial relates to the sun. And if you look there, please, at Revelation, we will we'll turn to it and we'll, we'll read it together. It's a short reading today, just two verses. So let's take our Bibles and those who prefer to look at the screen, you can look and follow the reading. Revelation 16, verse 8. and the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire so there's the there's where we get the title from scorch a real scorcher verse 9 and and men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of god which Hath power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. In this fourth vial, we we see climate change. Don't we hear a lot about climate change in our world today? There's a climate emergency. We're being constantly told. Well, in uh, Revelation 16, verses 8 and 9, you have climate change, but it's not man-made climate change. You see, this is climate change that the Lord has brought about. The Lord has caused the climate to change here. And what's happening here is happening, of course, during the tribulation period remember there's, there's going to be a seven year period at the end of the age and uh, for the first three and a half years everything's going to go well and the Antichrist is going to be healed as a great peacemaker and everybody's going to love him he's going to be flavor of the month and Israel are going to build the third temple the Antichrist is going to allow them to do so and And you know, everything's going so well until the midway point of the tribulation. After three and a half years, suddenly the Antichrist, he tears up the peace treaty that he has made with the Jews. And he says, hold on, boys, I want my image in the third temple. The abomination of desolation, as the Bible calls it. And the Antichrist, he starts to reign and rule uh, For a period of cruelty and he becomes the greatest tyrant who ever existed. And it's during these last three and a half years of the tribulation that climate change really uh, goes up a gear and the Lord brings about this climate change. And you see, the Lord's in control of the climate. That's what we must always remember. In these days. Because. Most people today. Who talk about climate change. uh, Are actually atheists. Who say there's no God. And they're fools. Aren't they? Because it's not me calling them fools. The Bible calls them fools. For the fool hath said in his heart. There is no God. All the evidence is there. For the existence of God. But yet people say there is no God and so there's a climate emergency and we've got to uh, introduce radical solutions. And we've got to cull the cattle and reduce the livestock and pay farmers 5,000 euros per animal to cull their livestock. Because it's it's the cows who are to blame, you see, for all the climate change. The poor cows are getting all the blame. And all the radical, the talk about carbon zero. And we've got to get rid of carbon dioxide and CO2. Oh, it's so harmful. All this talk. And yet isn't it true that, the, the, that trees take in the CO2 and then they produce oxygen for us? So I, I don't know if it's such a good idea to get rid of the CO2. We'll let the trees that God has created deal with it. And then we'll, we'll take the oxygen. Thank you very much. But you'll notice in verse 9, back to Revelation 16, verse 9 It tells us that God has power over the sun. Look at verse 9. And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues. God has power over all seven of these last plagues. And he has power over this fourth one, which is to do with the sun. And the Lord's in control of the sun now. He's in control of the sun today. In 2022. And whenever the tribulation period takes place. He's still going to be in control of the sun. And you notice that it tells us in verse 8. That the Lord gives power to an angel. Power over the sun to an angel. Verse 8. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun. And power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. So the power resides with Almighty God uh, initially, but then the the Lord, he delegates power to one of his angels. This fourth angel here, who has power over the sun, to cause the sun to increase radically in temperature, to to scorch uh, Christ's enemies on the earth, those who hate Christ and despise the gospel and who have trampled on his blood. A real scorcher for these people, isn't it? Boy, it's a real scorcher. And what actually is happening here is that the Lord is taking the sun and the angel is taking the sun and using it as a weapon against Christ's enemies. It's a weapon now. The sun is now a weapon in Christ's arsenal against his enemies. The sun that has been such a blessing to mankind down through the, 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 the millennia, down through the centuries. is what we call common grace. The Lord allows the sun to shine on the, 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 the wicked and the good, the, the saved and the, the lost. He allows the sun to shine on everybody. Common grace, but now it's all changed because the sun has become a weapon a deadly weapon against the enemies of Christ here in Revelation 16. Climate change. Jesus Christ turns up the temperature. He's in control of the the temperature. You see, this, this uh, climate change, this increase in the sun's temperature here is not caused by man. This, this increase isn't caused by, by uh, China and all their coal-fired power stations. I mean, you do know that China are building coal-fired power stations like there's no tomorrow. And then we're being, ours are closing and, and we're going the opposite way. But <laughs> China are not going that way. Well, they couldn't give two hoots. And their emissions are skyrocketing. And then our godless rulers, all you hear is net zero, net zero, net zero. Boy, whenever you hit Christ, you end up insane, don't you? You end up going mad. But this has nothing to do with China, this increase in the sun's temperature in this fourth vial. It's nothing to do with China or... America or any other country, it's not caused by man. No, the Lord's turning up the, temp- the temperature and man has absolutely no control over it. Boy, this will be a, a wake-up call for those on the earth at this particular time. <gasps> see, the unconverted, they, there's many of the, the world's rulers, the leaders, the, the great and the good in the world today, they think that they're in control of The climate. They think they're in control of the weather systems of the world. They think that they can control it by introducing measures, by doing this and not doing that. They think they can control the the temperature, the climate. But they can't. How arrogant fallen man is that he thinks that he can control the very climate. No, the Lord's in control of it, and He's certainly in control of it here in Revelation chapter 16. And so the temperatures across the earth now are are skyrocketing. They're unbearable. And guess what? There's no air conditioning because there's energy rationing, because there's an energy crisis. Can't turn, plug in a fan. Turn on the fan. It's rationing. Boy, that's interesting. I read a title, a newspaper title, on the internet this morning. Listen to it. UK energy crisis. Why rationing is likely to happen this winter, whether Liz, Liz Truss likes it or not, whether the Prime Minister likes it or not. Energy rationing. You just imagine how awful it will be here in this fourth plague when earth's temperatures and the temperature of the sun is hotter, so much hotter than it has ever been before in history. And there's, n- there's none of the mod cons, none of the comforts, nothing to relieve fallen man, the Christ haters, the Christ rejecters here. See, the Lord's in control now, and it's payday for the enemies of the gospel. And the Lord is the one, of course, who has created the Son. That's important. We need to emphasize that before we go any further. The Lord who turns up the temperature off the sun is the one who has created the sun in the first place. Just read Genesis chapter 1 when you go home. The creation of the great light to rule the day. Jesus created the sun. And it's quite big. Did you know that you could put 1.3 million of our earths inside the sun. You could put 1.3 million planet earths inside the sun. Boy that's big. We think our planet's big. But you know what? We're, we're, we're really tiny. In, in the great galaxy. Out there. The great solar system. The billions of stars. No. Are, are we planets so small? And we're, we're, we're so small on it, but yet the Lord loves us. And it's only planet Earth that can, um, it's, it's only on the Earth that people can live. Planet Earth is the only planet that's fit for habitation. It's because the, the, because the Lord Jesus Christ has created it for the habitation of man. You see in Genesis chapter 1, the Lord Jesus, first of all, formed the earth, and then he filled it. He formed it for man, and then he filled it. And he has placed planet earth at exactly the right position in uh, the universe. We are... Not too far away from the sun, otherwise we would freeze. We're not too close to the sun, otherwise we would fry. We're just in the right place. And, the, and uh, this is the God we worship today. The one who created the sun is the one that we worship. It's good to be here, isn't it? Boy, imagine that, only a minority of people in the community worshipping today. Worshipping the one who created the sun. Worshipping the one who made this giant fireball that you could put over a million planet Earths inside. Boy, he's the kind of God I I want to worship. And isn't isn't it lovely that we get to worship him twice on Sunday? Once is not enough. I want to do it twice. What a god he is, what a what a saviour he is. The earth is not only large and and incredibly large, but it's incredibly hot too, even at the present time. Not even talking about the fourth vial when the temperature of the sun Causes Earth's temperatures to increase. It's, it's 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 red hot even now. Do you know the surface of the sun is ten thousand degrees Celsius. Ten thousand degrees Celsius. Whenever the temperature here in our world gets to into the nineties, we think it's a real scorcher. But no, ten thousand degrees. Ten thousand on the surface of the sun. And the Lord Jesus who created the the sun has also created something which which is called the magnetosphere around the earth. Magnetosphere. It's a band of radiation that surrounds planet earth. It's kind of like a filter that the Lord Jesus has put around the earth when he created it. And this filter, it it sort of filters out harmful rays and it allows exactly the right amount of heat and light to enter into Earth's atmosphere. But whenever the fourth plague takes place, something changes. The Lord allows more of the sun's heat to pass through this uh, magnetosphere. And, And there's more harmful rays getting through. And the enemies of Christ begin to feel the pain. And they begin to burn. They experience sunburn. And it's the worst sunburn ever. Sunburn's not nice when you get it. But just to think that day in, day out, these people will be experiencing sunburn. This awful, horrendous sunburn. A foretaste of the fires of hell. A foretaste of the flames of hell. And they have nobody but themselves to blame. They have heard the gospel. Oh, they know what the Bible says, but they laughed it all off as the ravings of a lunatic. Conspiracy theory. You Christians who believe in hell, oh, you're nothing but conspiracy theorists. Noah was a conspiracy theorist. Noah you say it's gonna rain? Sure there's never been rain on planet Earth before. But then it started to rain. And nobody was calling Noah a conspiracy theorist then. And whenever the Lord rises up in judgment at the end of the age, nobody's gonna say it's all conspiracy theory, it's all make believe. This is all delusion now. No, nobody's going to be saying that. I hope this doesn't describe you, by the way. Wouldn't it be awful to come to the house of God, even if you just did it once? Came to God's house and you heard the Bible, you heard that God is holy that he will punish sin but not to do anything about it just to neglect it and how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation see there is so great salvation folks for, for every one of us today you see the Lord Jesus in, in the Bible is, is, he's called the son The Son of Righteousness. And there at Calvary's cross, God poured out his wrath upon the Son of Righteousness. See, what's happening in the fourth vial here in Revelation 16? God's pouring out his wrath on the Son. Well, at the cross, God the Father poured out his wrath, his anger, his only begotten son so that you and me might be saved he he became our great substitute, that's what we thought about on Thursday night, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree he took the curse, he took the shame boy I tell you I have a lot of shame in my life and my past, a lot of skeletons a lot of cobwebs in there I I have a lot of baggage but I'm glad that Christ dealt with it all at Calvary. And it's all under the blood. And he can deal with your past too and put it under the blood too. What a wonderful salvation. Now let's notice just for a moment or two as we finish off today, let's notice what these um, earth dwellers are guilty of. First of all, there's a sin of commission. Look at Revelation 16 and uh, verse 9. Revelation, no, um, yes, verse 9. Uh, And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God. There they are, they blasphemed the name of God, a sin of commission. They're cursing God. They're taking his name in vain, breaking the third commandment. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. And if it wasn't bad enough that they blaspheme the name of God, then there's something that they don't do, which they ought to do, and that's a sinful mission. It says they repented not. They repented not not they could have repented but they chose not to See him today in our service you can choose to repent but you can also choose not to but let me remind you of the words of the Lord Jesus in Luke chapter 13 and verse 3 And also in verse 5, actually, he repeats it. And whenever our Lord repeats himself, you really need to listen carefully. Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Dr. Evans was a lecturer at Moody Bible Institute. And he was witnessing to an atheist on one occasion, and he was a wise man, and he, he knew how to witness because he just got the sword of the Spirit out and used it. And he actually quoted that text of Scripture Luke, from Luke 13 Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. The atheist, of course, had no time for, for the message and for the gospel, and he said, I don't believe it. I'm an atheist. Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Did you not hear me the first time? I told you, I don't believe that nonsense. Except ye repent. He shall all likewise perish. Dr. Evans kept coming back at him. Till eventually the atheist turned around and he punched. Dr. Evans. Dr. Evans, what do you think he said? Except ye repent. He shall all likewise perish. You know, the next night that atheist was round at the doctor's house saying, I want to repent,